um, I think we just learned a lot through this time of our trip. Me, Kyle Losser, and Mr. Mike Harmon, we were all in a group, and um, we were just instantly welcomed by our family that we were assigned to. <coughs> I believe one of my personal misconceptions before this trip was thinking that these families, they just, or not these families in general, but just families, like, looked for a handout in life, and, um, but I just realized how far from the truth that really was, that this family was just so generous to us and so giving. They, um, they taught us Nepali words. They cooked for us, and they just treated us like we were royal guests or something. Um, the Nepals have an interesting background. They've went through a lot in life, and they migrated to Bataan because they're farmers and, I guess, better farmland there and started their families there. And then after a while, Bhutan started to realize that the Nepali population outnumbered their own, so they forced them out. And um, so once they tried to return to Nepal, they were no longer accepted as citizens. And so here's this entire population with no place to go, no place to call home. And finally, different countries decided to step up and um, take them in, which we did. And what really just broke my heart about this was the grandfather of the family. Um, this man was probably in his 70s, and as soon as we walked in, he just insisted that we sit on the couch, the only couch that was in the living room, and while he took his seat on the floor. Um, he didn't understand a bit of English, but the smile just never left his face. He's been forced to go from country to country, yet he just sat there, and he was so full of life. I couldn't help but think why we don't have this energy about us. If our life is to be set apart and Christ-like, shouldn't we carry ourselves to reflect God? Here's this man who could have easily given up in life. He's in his 70s in a land where no one speaks his language, but he still sits there just showing the desire for life and taking hold of the opportunities he did have. So next time you feel let down or... We tend to get our little attitudes about trivial stuff in life. I just challenge you to reflect back to the story and just remember our purpose in life. It's not centered around us, but it's ultimately to bring God glory. I'm not prepared. I didn't know I was going to be speaking tonight, so I don't have flashcards or whatever. Or a long story. I just have something to talk about the kids. Um, we went to Indian Valley, which was another apartment complex down the road from ours. And um, there was a bunch of kids, and but there's this one that um, me and Bishop really connected with. His name was Jim and Dee, and he couldn't talk. We were trying to get him to talk the whole time. He wouldn't say anything. We were just playing with him, and, um, and uh, we're just trying to get him to talk and he wouldn't talk so Bishop was throwing him in the air and stuff or tickling him and finally he giggled and laughed and it was the cutest thing in the world and then we found his sister his sister's name was Emily she said told us his name and said he was like two and then um we get back to the house and we you know we just like fell in love with this kid I was like the one kid I fall in love with too I found out like the next day that he has an enlarged heart and probably won't make it and that's why he couldn't speak so I thought that was really sad and it, that's just that's my story <laughs> So.
Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Hindu temple we visited. On Sunday when we were there, which was our second day there, we went to the Hindu temple, which is in Clarkston. And it happens to be the second largest Hindu Hindu temple outside of India, which is kind of staggering to think about because it's right there in the Atlanta area. Um, We actually got to sit in on a prayer service there. And what we observed, well, when we first walked in, it was probably one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever been in. They had hand carvings in all the marble that was sent over from India. So they actually carved it in India and then sent it to Atlanta to be assembled here. So it, it was really beautiful, like marble floors and just everything was beautiful in there. And um, it started with they actually separated the men and the women. The men sat in the front of the room and the women sat in the back. And it began, they opened up um, these doors in front, and there were three or four monks up there doing the, their worship service to their gods. And they had several, probably close to ten statues of their different gods and had um, a little explanation of what each of them was because they actually had tour groups going through there all the time. And um, it really just, that broke my heart watching it because the people there were just absolutely into the worship service. They were doing what we called push-ups where they were just getting up and going down and going, and just, and we were just looking around kind of just awestruck. And these people are just absolutely into the worship service, and come the end of the day, they're likely going to hell because they're worshiping false gods. They have different idols that they're actually giving food to to feed the statues. And it, it just really got to me because I'm like, you know, we as Christians, we're not even close to that in our own worship. And these people there are just totally into it. And, I mean, even just walking through it, everybody there, when I passed them, even though I was kind of like just a gawker, really, they'd smile and wave to you. And, I mean, if you think about it, if you walk through church, a regular church on Sunday, half the people don't even say hi. So it just really, that really got to me that, you know, we could go to that, and they're just really into it. And what they have is not real. And we have something that is real here, and we can't really get that into it. So that was just my thing that I saw. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. The, um, you know, some, some have asked, well, why did y'all even go to a Hindu, Hindu temp, 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 temple? Because when the group we went with said, this is what you're going to do, which we told them we'll do whatever you ask us to do. Uh, they said, we, we want you to go there to see it, but we, 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 we want you to go there and pray. And so as we walked, we prayed. For people, I think you, you'll hear more about it. I don't want to give it all away. I think uh, someone near the end of our share time is going to share a bit more about that. A video here I want you to watch. See the faces. Um, just sort of take a look at this. He humbled 
So that was some some shots, so you can uh, get a feel of our trip there. Um, I think Michelle is, is next. Are you next, Michelle? Yeah, you you can now. I won't say it in, in front of the group though. So. Hi. Um, this mission trip was really fun, and it really opened my eyes um, to see all the different like cultures and like races and everybody there. And, like, just getting to know everybody and stuff. But um, on the third day, I think, we learned about, <laughs> sorry, we learned about the um, red zone, the 1040 window. Yeah. Um, that's where, like, people who don't know Jesus and, like, has never heard of him, like, don't have any resources or churches or Bibles or, like, any way to learn more about him. And the guy... I forgot his name. One of the missionaries there said that um, only 2.4% of missionaries go to the red zone, which was kind of like, I don't know, disappointing, I guess. Like, because we have, like, all these missionaries in the world and all these people who have never even heard about Jesus, but they choose to send missionaries that, you know, to go to places that already have resources and, you know what I mean? So, anyway. Um, so I guess it just really like opened my eyes and I decided like when I grow up and I want to go to college and I want to be a missionary and go to the red zone, 1040 window to share God's love. Hello, everybody. My name is Bishop. Um, I would like to share about how, or just the great amount of fun that we had sharing to people. In fact, one person in particular named Walid. Uh, you can ask anyone who went on the trip. We had endless fun about him. Um, we went to his house and just shared the gospel with him, talked to him about God and everything. And he was uh, he was Islamic. So he, you know, his beliefs weren't the same as ours, but it's still, you know, he was very accepting of us and very, very kind to us. He let us in his apartment and we used, uh, you know, the Google Translate and stuff. And uh, just, I was surprised really when we got there because when they said mission trip, I initially thought dirt huts and straw floors and like 
North Africa desert places. And we get to an apartment complex, and I'm thinking, oh, this place is nothing. Then we get into the room that we stayed in, which was under construction. It's called the basement. And, uh, and I said, oh, wow, change of plan twice. Nice. Um, but despite our sleeping arrangements and, and uh, just the endless work that we had to do, not really, uh, I, we really just had fun. In fact, teaching the English to a Nepali family, uh, it was me, Kyle Allen, and Lydia Harmon in a group. We, uh, we went there, and there was eight, like seven or eight people in the room not including us, and only one of them spoke English, and very scarcely spoke English. So you can imagine we're all nervous, and everyone else is just kind of blank-faced staring at us the entire time, which was making it worse. And Kyle, in fact, was talking so fast that the one guy who spoke English would look at me immediately after Kyle was done, and I would say exactly what he said, just a tad bit slower, and we'd continue our conversation. But... <laughs> Um, I just, overall, it was just really a fun experience. Like, I'd recommend it to everybody. And the little kid, Jamundi, that Becca talked about, I was holding in the picture, cute as a box of kittens. He just, (laughs) it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, just a lot of fun. And all these inside jokes that we're all saying that none of you are getting is because you didn't go on the mission trip. So don't miss the next one. Yay. Bishop, did did you just clap for yourself? No one clapped. Okay, that was good. We well, did good. You did good. Okay, so before the mission trip, I had a lot of misconceptions and just stereotypes about you know Muslims and Nepalis and just all these people. You know, I felt I felt like, well, they're gonna hate us. You know, if we're gonna try to come in their home and tell them about Jesus, whenever they're like completely against that. So. Me and Sam and Delaney and Caleb and Johnny, we all went to this Muslim lady's house. And it was just her and her two daughters while her husband was over in Iraq fighting for the war, which she didn't believe in. She wanted world peace, you know, and she didn't think, like, just asking her about her religion, she was open. And even, like, the first, like, awkward ten minutes that we sat there, she pointed out that she had a Google Translator. So we went on the computer and talked there for, like, an hour and a half. So on there, like... She was willing to share her whole life story, but in, like, around here, you never, like, can talk to someone and they're willing to, like, share their story with you, which I thought was pretty amazing. And we were able to, you know, share about Jesus with her, and she was, like, smiling, and we were telling her about it. And she said that her friend from the mission trip we were already with had already shared with her about Jesus, and she was still smiling and open and willing and just wanted friends to talk to because she was by herself with her two daughters. So... That was really amazing to see and just, like, close all my stereotypes to what I think about people and, like, if they're going to, like, you know, I think that's what our society has put on us is that we, like, automatically shut off people because we're scared what they're going to, like, think or do. So that was my main thing. And I've always had, like, a thing in my heart that I've always wanted to um, adopt a kid. And after seeing all, like, the little kids, I have from the 1040 window. They don't ask much. 
Jesus Christ is our Lord and Prince and Savior. So that was just laid on my heart. Thank you. First, I want to say how proud I am and truly impressed of all our kids that went. Oh. Anyway, I was, I'm truly impressed with the kids that went on our, in our, on our trip. Um, they jumped right in, always doing what was asked, and many times doing it before they were asked. Though our quarters were not quite five-star, I hardly ever heard a complaint from any of them. Most of them seemed to have witnessed things over there that made them very grateful for what they had, even if it meant eating sandwiches every day or sleeping on the floor. Somehow, hot water seemed really insignificant. <laughs> when you're face to face with cultures and cultures of lost and dying people. For me personally, going through the Hindu temple had a huge impact. As we were sitting in this hand-carved marble castle, I'm looking at others who are worshiping here, people of all ages. <sighs> From the very old who can hardly sit on the floor to the very young children who are being taught by their parents, worshiping a man who 200 years ago did some really nice and good things for people, so they decided that he was worthy of their following. As we watched the show of monks, that was more like a Vegas production, with its smoke and flashing lights, my emotions ranged, from, ranged between anger and fear. As I then began walking around the temple, praying for these people, these feelings left me and were replaced with a peace and a knowledge that I need to hold on to every day. Everywhere I go, we are standing on holy ground. And I'm not talking about just in this church. I'm talking about that temple. Yes, they may have spent millions of dollars from Hindi people to buy the land and build the temple. They may have had over a million volunteer hours from Hindi people to design the temple, carve the stones, construct and landscape. They may house Hindi monks in there and light their incense for their blessings every day, but they are still walking on, their, on holy ground. And it belongs to my God, not theirs. Psalm 24, 1 states, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. These people in there worshiping another God, well, they belong to him too. He loves them as much as he loves me, and he desires nothing more than to restore that relationship with them. It didn't seem to matter so much what they were doing anymore. What mattered now was what needed to be done. God wants them all back, which is why he sent a son. Thanks, Dee. I, I hope you, you can get a feel of just the trip and, and what it was about. You know, we went there. We were there for just a short amount of time. There was about um, seven staff from this group that we came to serve alongside who have given up everything to live in apartments, to buy an apartment in there and to live there amongst them to, um, to love them and to share Christ. And part of our job was just to go talk and to plant seeds. We were seed planters. We, we, you know, you've only got a few days, but we just did whatever we could to help them. There was, um, and we, we prayed a lot on this trip um, where they, they just said, hey, let's take some time to pray. They were very good, good at that. And with some, even some youth, and I haven't thought myself going, I haven't prayed this much in like the past year, which we used to. And there was someone, uh, a girl named uh, Jen 
and worked with two girls and been working with them. They were probably nine or 12 or somewhere around that age. Uh, for a few weeks, they'd come to her house and seen the G- G- Jesus film and, and some, some, some stuff that was like, like that. So we, we began to pray for these kids. And um, the day that we got back from the trip, Wednesday, I got a text from a Josh that said, those two girls, you know, they accepted Christ. And you go, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's just what, um, what it's about. You know, we, and, and wherever we go, we plant seeds. Do you understand that? Wherever you say you speak the name of Christ, find a way to speak the name of Christ. We've got to start to do that, not just when we go on a trip, but here at home. And, um, you know, my biggest prayer uh, at this trip, as we went on for the youth, um, is that their lives would be a wreck when they came home. Sorry, guys. But I wanted whatever plans they've always had going, this is what I'm, to all of a sudden not feel exactly right. Um, because God may have something else. Um, and it's not saying you're supposed to sell all you have and go on the field, but it, it might say that. Or it might say even what you're doing, you keep you do that, but you do it for the glory of God, for His His king, kingdom. So um, we really saw that, I think, amongst our group. Though we got to serve and work, I think God really did a work within our group. And let me just end it with this. Missions is so important for your spiritual walk to be involved in. Adults, youth, kids, whatever. It should be about who we are about. And we have, I'm going to just say, we've got trips planned for, for this year. And some of you go, well, I just don't think I can afford to do that. Well, first ask God if he wants you to go. and Because and, and, uh, God can make a way. He made a way for my wife and I to adopt a girl that we couldn't afford to adopt. So I know he can. Um, but we've got a trip to New York, Honduras, South Africa for the rest of this year that you can be a part of. And there's just more than what we do here as a church. Um, you, your home might want to go. Um, I know Karen and Mike who went on the trip, they said, man, we're going to go back. We're just going to take our kids and go back for a weekend or a week. We want to be a part of this. And, and so find a way to serve, speak the name of Christ. Join me at the word of prayer as we close tonight. Dear God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to, um, to walk b- beside you uh, with those that you love. And God, we ask even right now as we're in this place and they're there that you will continue to move there, continue to work, that that your name will be preached and brought forth, that ears will, will hear it and respond to it. Lord, as we're here, as each one of us, those that want to and those that didn't, from youth to adults are back home, Lord, may we speak your name. May we speak it out loud. And God, let's honor you with our lives. Give you glory and honor. And and honor. Um, Lord, help us to live for you. We thank you uh, that you love us uh, and you have plans for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're going on the disciple now, please, if you need to talk to me, you can talk to me. Make sure you grab some of those forms, the check sheet and the um, permission slip. Make sure you get that uh, because I will need that by Friday. One day is this week. Be a part of it. It's going to be good. Saturday, 9, nine o'clock. That's it. What? Do I need to explain it? Okay, I will explain this re- really quickly. I don't do it as good as Kay- Kaylin does it. But this is... You want to come up and do it? Caitlin?
explain. I don't know what to say because you do it so much better. Huh? You're going, you're going last? What if no one laughs? Hey, will, will y'all laugh? Okay. Okay. All right. I'll stand here too so you're not alone. Um, so when the first day we were at our Nepal house and um, the Mr. Mike's kind of doing all the communicating back and forth because you know it's kind of awkward for us because no one speaks English and um, just the communication barrier there. So the guy looks to me and Kyle on the couch and he's like, "You you no speak?" And Kyle <laughs> Kyle kind of looks around for a second and then he's like, "I I." I just don't know what to say. <laughs> so it was kind of an ongoing joke. It was. It was. That, and know why that was so funny. And really, you can't get it as much as we did because when you're there, that's what's screaming in your head the whole time. Especially when they were in this house and these y'all were in Kyle, y'all were in that one house with the eight that didn't speak any English and the one guy that spoke a small bit and they didn't share it. And I'll share this and we're done. That they sat there and they would talk like Kyle would talk fast. Bishop would go slow, right? Well, the guy that they spoke that they spoke to, all of a sudden got a phone call and he left the room. So Kyle and them are sitting there with these eight. Nepalese who can't speak any English and they're just doing this for a few minutes right it was awesome so serve God it's always fun we're dismissed